Here's the Catch is brought to you by GameTime, your new go-to app for the best deals on last-minute tickets. Ticket prices drop right before the game starts, and because GameTime tracks prices in real time from thousands of trusted sellers, they're able to show you the best last-minute deals with prices up to 60% off. The 49ers are back home Sunday night against the Packers. To get in the door at the lowest price possible and the best seats possible, check out GameTime. The GameTime app is simple, quick, and easy to navigate. Download the GameTime app in the Google Play or App Store and score last-minute deals on tickets up to 60% off. You're listening to Here's the Catch with David Lombardi, Matt Barrows, and Dennis Brown on the Athletic Podcast Network. Well, that was an entertaining game. That's the way that I'll start this. 49ers, 36, Cardinals, 26. By the way, it was a 10-point spread or somewhere around there. So that very last play, which I think is emblematic of so many different parts of 49ers football this year, down to the fact they had... 11 defensive backs on the field essentially right but yeah uh, but but that, that play was, was yeah that was interesting it was wild and it summed up a wild game in which the 49ers fell behind 16 nothing and they had to make the adjustment they, they made the adjustment to the screen passes and they came back with a bang and they won this game 36 26 matt the, i personally i don't know what you wrote but the, i'm i'm really diving deep into the screens in this game yeah and they out the the team that was screening them yes uh, and that was the big irony right yeah and, uh, richie james who caught the big screen to start at all uh you know this was a career high 424 passing yards for jimmy garoppolo he had four of them four passing yards halfway through the second quarter 57 yarder got it going to richie james and richie james called it the screen wars <laughs> to the, today was the screen wars between the 49ers and Cardinals, and they, they came out on top. The, the stat that I think is emblematic of this is 281 yards after the catch of the 49ers, which is the most of any NFL team since 2014. Wow. I, didn't, uh, I did not know that. That's an interesting stat. Yeah, I mean, that was big. Uh, Kyle Shanahan said that that 57-yarder really jolted the team out of its malaise, and I think we could all feel it. I mean, before the game, it was a much different atmosphere uh, around the parking lot, in the stadium, et cetera, than the Seattle game, which was full of energy from, from the get-go. This was sort of sleepy in the first quarter, and that uh, pass to James really woke them up. And I thought that James was emblematic of yet another game in which reserves and, and understudies uh, really made the difference for this team. Uh, obviously, Jeff Wilson with that uh, 25-yarder at the end of the game, but Ross Dwelly had two touchdowns with a third that was taken away. Um, Debo Samuel had a monster game. He's not a, a, a reserve or an understudy, but he is a rookie, and um, he really stepped uh, up in this game. It was obvious that Emmanuel Sanders was uh, gutting it out through that rib injury, but uh, he left the game there uh, somewhere in the third quarter, and it was up to Debo Samuel to be the guy, and uh, that's exactly what he, uh, he turned out to be. Yeah, uh, so uh, it, it it was unlike a lot of 49ers wins in that they fell behind by 16 points, their biggest uh, differential so far. But in in a lot of ways, it was a lot like the other ones where they overcame injuries, they overcame turnovers, self-inflicted wounds, and they still were able to win. Dennis, what uh, what uh, jumped out at, to, to you uh, about this game? What what jumped out to me was how quiet Levi's Stadium yeah. was in this first quarter. 
I mean, the Cardinals came out and they just kind of continued doing what they did way back in the Thursday night game. You had your screens, you had your up-tempo offense, you had Kyler Murray getting the edges, making plays down the field. This stadium was quiet. 16 nothing. Everybody was kind of going, like, what happened here? Yeah. And then all of a sudden you have that screen pass, uh, and, 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 the, and the whole thing just, just, it just explodes. The offense explodes. Jimmy Garoppolo gets hot. The defense explodes. The defense starts making plays, and this whole thing changes, and the noise comes back. Uh, it was an up-and-down game. I mean, even down to the end, it was just up and down. It was like, I mean, first of all, Heads up or, 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 or shout out to the Cardinals offense and defense. I think they had a fantastic game plan. I mean, they came in. They had a great game plan for Jimmy Garoppolo. It was, it was kind of easy. Stop the run. Dare you to beat, beat, beat him with the pass. And on defense, just to get after. Just yeah. to get after him. I mean, and, 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 and they did that in that Thursday night football game. So it was impressive. But how about the 49ers coaching staff that makes the adjustments? You know, you get Jimmy Garoppolo, you spread out the offense, you get the ball out of his hand quick, you let him see the rushers coming towards him, uh, and then you let him just make plays. Yeah. And, and Debo's game, I mean, you said it. I mean, this is a cat now. He's starting to become consistent. He's starting to become that guy you go to. And some of the catches tonight, those contestant catches and some of those tough catches he made and the yards after the catch was just unbelievable tonight. Yeah, it was interesting because he dropped the, the very first uh, ball and that went like, his way. Here we go way. again. Here, here we go again. And he just forgot about it and yeah. went on to have a great game. There was another drop after that that was even worse, and it was on a great Garoppolo Emotion, throw. Yeah. yeah, fourth down and three or two. or You know, it was a gutsy decision. From Shanahan to go for it. I think it was the right decision when you look at where they were on the field. It was around the 40-yard line. and it, But at the time, the defense wasn't playing great. So uh, it, it was one of those where you, you trust your defense by going for it because if the offense doesn't make it, it it's a shorter field going back. Beautiful wheel route to Mostert. I mean, the throw, the rainbow threw him open, and it clangs off his hands. And you just get that feeling of, oh, boy, here we go again. It, it, you know, because it, it felt a lot like the Seattle game in that obviously George Kittle was up here sitting in the box. You don't have him. But on top of that, you know, although they did have Emmanuel Sanders, he was talking to us on Friday about how he had trouble breathing during the week because his ribs yeah. hurt so bad. So yeah. he, he showed me a lot of toughness. Yeah, I mean, a lot of toughness. A lot of toughness tonight. I mean, to go out, I don't know if you guys ever had a rib uh, injury. No. But, but you can't breathe. Yeah. That's I mean, what you literally, saying. you cannot breathe. I mean, you can't cough. You can't, everything hurts. Uh, and a couple, I, I saw the one where, where Jimmy threw the ball low, only place he could kind of throw it. He makes a catch and he rolls on the ball. Then you see him get up, and I'm just thinking, man, I mean, that's got to be painful. But, you know, he toughed it out. I mean, he made some tough catches tonight in that first quarter. And I think that toughness, I think that energy kind of kind of jumped off. I mean, you saw, you know, Kendrick Bourne, he, he dropped some balls. But he made some tough catches, too. And we saw what Debo did. So I think that toughness kind of jumped off onto the rest of the receiving crew. Because yeah. that's what we're looking for. Someone in this receiving crew that's going right. to stand up finally and say, listen, I want to be a number one receiver. And draw some of the defense toward him, I think. Yeah. You know, Sanders only three catches, 33 yards. But it felt like way more than it that. Did. It did. Right? It, he had a bigger impact than what, what's huge showing impact. on the stat sheet. Because we saw it without him after the two drives against Seattle. We saw the trouble without him. And today, a lot of those screens, I think, are open. And, you know, the 49ers don't get those 280 yards after the catch if Sanders is not on the field. I thought his his presence today was huge. And, I mean, look at all the receivers here for the 49ers. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten different guys 
caught a pass today. Yeah. How about Jukes? You know? How about him coming and out the backfield? Juszczyk is fully He's healthy part now. Part of that screen he, uh, game that he lined uh, up as a wideout. Talking about yeah, yeah. The, the play after the fifty-seven yarder to James, they line him up as a wideout. Totally catches Arizona off guard and he yeah. runs a slant. Yeah, you know. So so Kyle had to get creative to to scheme around the deficiencies personnel wise, mainly because he didn't have Kittle. And you know, like you guys said, it was a hangover kind of game. Short rest. It, this this was a gut check. This is one that they had to dig deep into the bag of tricks for, and that's exactly what they did. And uh, another game where the defense comes up uh, with a lot of big plays. Demontre Moore, who was uh, at this point last week was at home in Texas. Um, you know, probably thought he was going to play a few snaps in this game. D. Ford goes out in the in the second quarter, doesn't come back into the game. Uh, he's got a, a hamstring strain. And Demontre Moore ends up playing a big role in this game, and then you know delivers uh, uh, a, a jarring hit uh, on the on the Cardinals' real uh, last uh, ditch effort. They still had three timeouts at that point, so they they could have engineered something, but uh, jars the ball loose and comes up with a big play. It's uh, it's those types of things. Eric Armstead had a big sack on one of the the Cardinals' last drive, the the one before the the Forty Niners. Uh, uh, ultimately took the lead. So uh, again, just more opportunistic plays from that uh, from that defense. Uh, Emmanuel Mosley, I thought, had another really really solid outing. Uh, at Fred right, Warner right had cornerback. a had an outstanding game too. I mean, he started off kind of slow. Yeah, but like by the else. end of the game, yeah, he by the end of the game, he was he was kind of reading a little bit of Kyler Murray, and when he was trying to when he was pulling the ball out and trying to get the edge, you look up and Fred Warner was there every time. So that was part of the adjustments, and and that speaks to kind of his you know his his football one on one, his knowledge. He saw kind of how they wanted wanted to kind of run at him, and he was able to get there, get to the party earlier than he was doing earlier in the football game. So he had a good game. Definitely no slouch of a Cardinals offense, and I think that at this point of the year we know who the 49ers are exactly. And we, we saw today this is a really, really good pass defense. How the season finishes will determine where, whether it or not it goes down as a great pass defense. Obviously today three Richard Sherman Pass interference calls really help the Cardinals out a lot, but that's not something that's happening on a weekly basis. But, uh, you know, the 49ers at this point, it's it's a below average run defense. If you look at all the numbers, and today I think they might have been really missing DJ Jones, but Arizona 5.4 per rush, well over 100 yards, 135. Kyler Murray scored the go-ahead touchdown yeah. running in the fourth quarter. And it, it, this goes back, we talked about it a little bit. The 49ers, this is almost by design. The 49ers invested heavily in the pass rush this offseason. They even changed the alignment of their defense. It got a little wider, and they did so at the expense of run defense. They were a top-ten run defense the past two years. Not the case this year, but so far, obviously, the trade-off has been worth it. Yeah, right? At 9-1, and one, it, they'll take it any day. Yeah. They're willing to make that trade in a, in a league that is uh, pass-centric, uh, and, it, and, it, and the, the gamble has uh, paid off. I mean, uh, they're 9-1, they're and one, as, you, as you noted, so uh, I, I think they'll take that. Um, yeah, Kyler Murray, uh, I, I think his speed sometimes fooled them a little bit. Jimmy Ward has been really good, I think, since he's taken over at free safety. But Ward misjudged, uh, uh, I thought, uh, uh, Murray on that touchdown run. He just took a poor angle there, and that's why he was able to get it. That's, that's one of the few mistakes that he's made all, all season. In, in that regard, sort of being the eraser back there, I thought he mostly played a pretty good game today. Um, anything else jump out to you guys, individual performances that uh, you, you want to highlight? Well, the, the big one's the Garoppolo one, and that's yeah. the one that 
the internet will rage over, you know, we call it the Garoppolo Wars. They've begun really in earnest. I thought now. it was a screen wars. Well, well, a lot the of screen, wars going yeah. on around. The oh, Garoppolo a lot of battles, Wars but we, are... But 49ers won the war. That's the civil battles. war. The Garoppolo Wars, the 49ers fan base against itself. I mean, there's a. <laughs> it's crazy if you get online. There's some people who think he's terrible, and there's some people who think he's great, and there's nothing in between. And I'm here just trying to like play both sides of it and be like, hey, we have to evaluate the full spectrum because Jimmy is a really hard quarterback to put your finger on. I mean, he went to the same college as Tony Romo, and he's a lot like Tony yeah. Romo. A little bit of Brett Favre too, where those two interceptions were bad picks, especially the one where he threw it right to Hicks. Yeah, well, and, and, Jimmy, but then, he, then he's spectacular the rest yeah. of the game, and and he, he does it so well. I mean, he'll throw that pick, and and you'll kind of go, what? What was that about? You didn't see that linebacker, but then they go back on the field, and he'll you know he'll be the most accurate guy you've ever been around. So, yeah. I mean, it's interesting how that doesn't kind of phase him a little bit, and I think you know we, we see this. Year, I mean, he's getting beat up. I mean, he's getting hit a lot. There's a couple times he got up, he was kind of limping. I was like, oh, boy, here we go. So he's taking a lot of hits, but he's standing in the pocket. He's extending plays. Uh, he's finding guys down the field. But, you know, he's a guy that I think every week he's going to throw that pick. And I think – I mean, you almost feel good and after most, he gets it out. Most weeks he has. He yeah. has, yeah. And, you know, and I think the second pick was, you know, was kind of a, a, a deflection. It was just kind of knocked yeah. up in the air. So, you know, but he's always going to throw that pick. But he doesn't – it doesn't – you know, he doesn't get down. You know, you know, we see no. a lot of quarterbacks, you know, we see Ghost, and we were just talking about Trubisky yeah. know, on the side. I mean, it doesn't get him down. I mean, I, I think it, it kind of motivates him a little bit, and he goes out there and he plays super well. He can make all the throws. I think he's efficient. I think he understands his offense. He knows how to run it. Yeah, you, you make a good point. He's sort of got a, a cornerback's disposition where a cornerback gets beat deep on a play and then forgets about it and comes up with a, a huge play on the next one, and he's got that sort of Teflon uh, personality to him. It doesn't really stick to him. And uh, even even the throw that he made to Wilson, the game-winning throw, easy throw over the middle because he's wide open, but there, there was nuance to it. He had to sort of wait and kind of draw the, the defense in a little bit uh, and wait for Wilson to get open. And he drifted back, and it, it, there's some subtlety to that that made that play work and probably and never, isn't being appreciated in all corners of yeah. the internet he, right no, now. No. He never saw the catch. <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah, He right. never saw and, it. And Wilson never saw the uh, Garoppolo throw it because he was so enveloped by Buda Baker. So he so, knew the spot. He knew it was, yes. a, it, was a, it was a blitz. It was zero. There was no safeties. He knew the middle was wide open. He knew he had Chandler on the outside. Yeah. He knew Wilson was going to the inside and throw it to his spot. And Shanahan knew what, you know, exactly what the Cardinals were going to bring. That's why he sent Wilson in there. It was going to be a zero blitz only snap of the game his only snap of the game all he does is score touchdowns yeah. <laughs> true <laughs> i wonder if his, t- his touchdown to snap ratio must lead the league right now because he only came in to. a couple of times in that cincinnati game all I and, do and scored score. uh some uh some goal line runs uh in that game as well it, it was a tailor-made play for that situation just like the richie james play was tailor-made for that situation richie told me uh, the 57 yard screen earlier they called the pinball screen um, that they had, you know, Shanahan walked up to him early this week, the day after the Seattle game, and said, hey, I think we're going to need to go into the bag of tricks at some point. You need to be ready for this one play. And it seems like the Jeff Wilson deal, he didn't talk as much about it, but was, was the same thing because he came out there, stretched out, ran the play, and it, it meant a lot to Jimmy Garoppolo. I talked to him casually in the locker room before he did his presser. He pointed out that Chandler Jones, was his former Patriots teammate, was on yeah. the coverage. He was really happy about that because it, it, I guess it's fun to, to roast well, a former yeah, teammate always. there for a game winner. And he so. did it twice. 
did it twice. I think Chandler sacked him once, but you know that so touchdown, Richie James was Chandler again, and that and that uh, to Richie James was also, you know, the, the same guy. So it's always fun to kind of burn your old teammate. Yeah, the Jeff Wilson play it just amazes me because you don't think of Jeff Wilson as as a pass catcher. He's their sort of their their physical goal line guy. Didn't do a lot of uh, pass catching at North Texas. That was more of a traditional offense, and and yet. Uh, they picked him for this play, and he and he ran it perfectly. I mean, it was just uh, you know, from top to bottom, the coaching, the decision, the execution yeah. was all perfect, and it came together with a a game winning uh, touchdown. And the execution, I mean, even if you guys saw it, but you know, it, it was he took a step outside, yeah. and went inside, and he, it was wide. Yeah. And Chandler yeah. fell. He oh, was yeah. just he was that he, was, he was, was game over. Yeah. That was game. I over. think that that he was surprised too because they're you know cover zero all this all that, but maybe because they see Wilson, they don't expect him to be deployed. So maybe that's part of the chess match that yeah. they won there. You know, you you keep that under the radar. It's not on film yet, right? And and you bust out a new move in crunch time wins you the football game. Yeah, that was that was pretty impressive. What a way to end the football game. And, and Jeff Wilson was fired up. Yeah, he yeah. was in the end zone. He was just fired he, up. He was yeah in the locker room. It, it's fun when you know you have a guy comes from unheralded school wins an NFL game. Yeah, right. I mean that that's stuff that movies are made of. So that that was really cool to watch. Well, I mean, so, so the Forty ers defensive effort though today. I mean. It, 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 at the end of the day, they got back to where I think we usually f- talk about this defense. It was another really good performance at key junctures. They, they, they yes, they might have slipped up a couple more times than they usually do, especially early on. But man, you think about the DeForest Buckner sack running down Kyler Murray. You guys already mentioned Eric Armstead coming in there. There's a lot of speed uh, across the whole defense, but especially from the big guys. That you know, even though they may not be great against the run because they line up wider and there's bigger holes, when they can get the opponent into a drop back passing situation, if they can play the game on their terms, it's almost always over. I mean, this is a really, really good passing defense, and they weren't able to get it on their terms early on because the uh, the Cardinals were doing all those screens and and they were dictating the pace, and it's hard to get a lot of sacks when you know the guy's not really dropping back. But um, yeah, once. Uh, once the the dynamic of the game changed in the you know somewhere in the second quarter there it started to play more it was almost the reverse of the first cardinals game where uh you know the the defense was on its heels in the second half of that game uh it was the reverse this time and it sort of it kind of felt more into what the the 49ers do well on defense which is you know, uh, you know, uh, you take away the the pocket passing, the deep passing from the opponent. And I look at this Cardinals team, and 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 I think this is going to become one of the big rivals within the division. Mm-hmm. I think with this quarterback, I mean, I watch him play, and and, and it's it's going to be hard to defend him. And you got to face this team twice a year, and you have to figure out a defense because you see, I mean, when 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 he pulls a ball out on that on the that those RPOs, yeah, he is gone. I mean, he is decisive. I yeah. mean, so, I mean, it's going to be a whole different game now. I mean, you're going to have to have a special defense design yeah. for Cardinal Week because he can, I mean, he can score at any part of the football field. Russell Wilson is elusive. This guy's just fast. He's just fast. He's just fast, straight. Yeah. And I think he gets lost a little bit, you know, back there. But he, but he knows, his, he's so familiar with his offense. He looks so comfortable. I mean, he doesn't look confused at all about it. He just he just runs it. Yeah. He's, you know? he's already got a down pat, and he's only a rookie. Yeah, when the 49ers were in their base defense, when Elijah Lee was out there, that's where I thought the 49ers were really, 
lacking, and, and they were getting beat. And, and, and the Cardinals seemed to really have the answer. I mean, that, that seemed to be what the Cardinals wanted to do, get the 49ers in their base defense, get those three linebackers out there, and then do all the misdirection and things that they do. It's, it's a good question, Dennis, whether the 49ers will have to come up with a specific defense that's not their usual defense whenever they play these guys. We asked uh, Fred Warner about that this, uh, you know, just a little while ago, and his answer was, well, we don't have to really worry about that anymore this year. We've already done our two games against them. I think they're very happy to be done with the uh, Arizona yeah. Cardinals, at least in 2020 or I, 2019. I think DJ Jones is a big loss, especially against these guys, D- because He's one of those players, and they have a lot of them on the defensive line. And Dennis, you could probably speak to this better, but the Niners have a lot of guys that can do pretty absurd things for how big they are. With DJ Jones maybe topping that list, and we saw him chase down Russell Wilson. We saw him against Arizona two weeks ago. Um, you know, get through for to set up Dre Greenlaw's sack. I mean, the guy's three hundred twenty pounds, so he could kind of be that double team absorber in the middle. Yet when the play breaks off to one of the sides. He could still sprint and make sure that yeah. the angles stay consistent there. So I, I personally think they really missed DJ Jones today. There's games where they probably won't miss him as much, where he won't be as as big of a, a, a part of the way to combat the offense. But I think when we look at this rivalry moving forward, that that's one of the pieces that can be really valuable to shut down this Arizona and, and team. The, and, the, and the important part, what he does, he absorbs that double team, yeah. like you said. And that allows linebackers – to flow and linebackers aren't getting a lot of times, you know, Sheldon day. I love him. I think he's a great player. A lot of times he was getting pushed back. So he was getting pushed back on the linebacker. So they have to kind of run a bubble. So they're behind the play. By the time you get there, the plays down the field. So I think with DJ, you got a guy that can absorb a double team, stand a line of scrimmage and let your linebackers flow. So I, I agree with you that he was missed today. Injuries today. Uh, oh, D Ford is, is concerning. Yeah, if, although I was watching the whole thing unfold and, and they, Took down the blue tent pretty quickly, which was a good sign. And then they were just massaging him and stretching him out after. They said it's a hamstring, but we know it's all connected, especially around, you know, D Ford's knee. And, you know, I'd venture to say it's probably related to, to all this and all that. So, you know, they just signed Demontre Moore, so they, they added better depth pass rushing because I think he's more of a pass rush specialist than Ronald Blair, who's more of a versatile right. run pass guy. So, uh, But you asked a great question. I think we were talking to Bosa after the game. You know, maybe this is really timely because guess who else is a pass rush specialist? D Ford. And if he's out for any extended period of time, you never know. They're going to need to find a way to make up for that. Yeah, I imagine that Demontre Moore, you know, sees his snaps go up even more. This coming week with with Aaron Rodgers coming in, uh, you know the Forty ers like to use eight defensive linemen. Uh, if D four is not there, then they'll have seven. Uh, and I don't know if they'll add somebody else or just go with seven. Uh, but uh, yeah, he's going to be a, a missing element, and I don't think that they're going to want to rush him back from that either, uh, especially considering the other things that he's dealing with. So it may be one week. I don't know. Two weeks. Uh, who knows? Hamstring injuries uh, can can uh, range in, in severity. Uh, he was moving around without any limp in the locker room, if that tells you anything. But uh, it looks like they're going to be without him, I would say, for this Packers game. And so back-to-back weeks, we have uh, pass rushers that get hurt right. while making Pursuing. a sack. Yeah. 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 You know, and, soft you know, tissue, yeah, uh, so, uh, muscle pull. Yeah. And I, I don't know what that means, but you know, it would be great – to have that type of toughness to still, you know, you, you, you're hurting something, you're pulling a muscle, and you're, and you're still creating a sack. So, but D. Ford is, is a guy, I think, that, um, you know, he is what he is. I mean, we know he, that's what he comes with, knees and ankles and problems with that. 
Um, Moore is a guy that you know he's he's got to get back into the flow. I mean, he had a, he had a good game tonight, but there was a couple times he sucked in too far yeah. against the run. So he's somebody that just has to continue to get more and more reps. And we saw what he did in the preseason. I mean, he's you know he understands the defense. He's just got to get more reps in the defense. So and he's going to be a good pass rush. He's going to have to be because he didn't get to see more snaps. I, I wanted to ask you about that because it wasn't just Moore that was getting sucked in uh, on some of those uh, you know out, outside runs uh, that uh, Kyler Murray would take both. Got uh, you know victimized with that too. I mean, what what should be the defensive end's responsibility on those plays where it's a it's a read option? I mean, should you you be waiting for it or do you have to commit right away? Well, I mean, I would think it's a lot harder in that wide nine because yeah. because you have a, your gap gets bigger. And on that one with Bosa, I think he just he just didn't you know either you have to commit or you don't commit. You know, he he got sucked in down inside and he stayed inside. And he never – I mean, he didn't hit the back or he didn't hit the quarterback. So I think in that situation, you have to decide. I mean, you have to make a decision. Either you're going for the back or you're going for the quarterback. And Kyler, you know, he's, he does, and he's been doing it since college. So yeah. he understands, you know, the angles of a defensive lineman, which, which way he's going. He knows if he's going to have the corner or not, if he puts the ball in or whatever. So, I mean, when you're playing that wide nine, you've got to cover a lot of – a lot of ground. I mean, once the tackle, once your tackle disappears, because a normal defensive end, if your tackle disappears, you just squeeze down and the gap is still here. Wide nine, you're way out here, the tackle disappears. you got to get way, way mm-hmm. back down here. So you have to be very, very disciplined in your gap your gaps you know you have to understand your gap your gap's going to be moving but you still got contained and when you and you plan to get a fast quarterback yeah if you make a wrong decision it's over well i mean they've got you're gonna have uh four games a year against quarterbacks who can run it and they've got another game this year when they go play the uh the ravens in baltimore against lamar jackson who that's a whole different that's a whole different story that's a running back I mean, he's not even a quarterback at this point. I mean, he he sets up blocks. He waits for blocks. I mean, he I mean, he's a quarterback. Yes, yeah. he can throw for, but he's a running back. He's yeah. just another running back. He, out there. he he knows how to maneuver, and I think that I think we can they talk about really, that, yeah. really, really, really need but D Ford for for that game. Dennis uh, can't wait for Ravens week. I, I don't think <laughs> oh, they can man. beat Baltimore without D Ford because D Ford's the your two hundred forty five pounder who in you know we we've seen him chase down Kyler Murray twice this year. I thought yeah. it was a bad horse collar penalty in Arizona a couple weeks ago, but. The point from that play was speed. He he still was able to to get Kyler Murray. No other 49ers defensive lineman, I don't care how fast they are, is able to do it without an angle like D. Ford did on that play. And today when he got hurt, he also chased him yeah. down. I think that's the guy that you really need against Lamar Jackson. I agree. You might not need him. To, I don't think they need him to beat Aaron Rodgers next week. It's going to be a tough challenge. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers is but nothing. <laughs> Demontre <laughs> Moore stinks. More of a standard passer. The guy's elusive, yeah, but he's not Kyler Murray. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and this defense does very well against standard pass rushers. Yeah, and yeah. it's going to be a good matchup, I think, you know, Sunday yeah, night football. Quarterback. I mean, because he's not – Aaron's not going to be, you know, mobile. He's going to be running around. He may slide out the pocket. Yeah. to see the field a little bit more but he ain't I mean he ain't gonna be he's not a mobile guy he's not gonna be out running doing anything he's gonna be at a spot if you get to the spot you're gonna get him on the ground it's gonna be an interesting matchup we know Aaron Rodgers Richard Sherman have have history Sherman's picked him off in the playoffs Sherman's gonna be coming off uh, obviously a game that, that he wasn't too pleased with individually with those three pass interference penalties it was the first time that a team had really extensively targeted Sherman all season long so uh, I would expect you know, motivation for for a bounce back performance from him, and he's going to be going against the guy you know that he knows really well. That's going to be a heck of a chess match next week. That goes back to the NFC Championship game, Packers and the Seahawks, where Sherman intercepted him on the first drive of the game, and then Sherman tore his ligament in his elbow and played that game with one arm. 
So, uh, you know, these guys have dueled before a couple of veterans next week, and this place is going to be crazy. We talked about the hangover today. Today was the calm in between two storms, and it ended up being a storm in and of itself because it was so exciting. But you looked at this three-game homestand. You saw Seattle. You saw Green Bay. You didn't circle this Arizona game as, you know, an electric atmosphere, but next week you certainly do. Yeah. And they've set themselves up nicely for that game. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be exciting. And uh, Devontae Adams versus Richard Sherman will be uh, a, a really uh, neat matchup to watch. And you look at Kyler Murray. He wasn't afraid to go to Richard Sherman. I mean, does he realize that that's Richard Sherman? That's, that's a good matchup for them. Christian Kirk versus Richard Sherman. Kirk seems to be the type of receiver that, that Sherman has trouble with. He's, he's quick, he's fast, but he's also tough. And yeah. uh, that, that's just a, a combination. That I, I, don't think, I don't think Richard Sherman's going to change his game. I mean, I think what you saw tonight, that's his game. I mean, he's a he's a this guy. Yeah, you know, he's always been that guy, and I think his his game doesn't change. I I would I would love to see him get some picks, get his head around and get some picks, but you know what you saw those three those three pis. That's just the way he plays. And like any quarter cornerback, and him especially because we saw it with Seattle, same scheme here. He relies on the pass rush, and I thought that Arizona, you have to tip your cap. They did a great job neutralizing it. First through the screen game, and then whenever they did drop back, the 49ers, when those penalties were happening, the pass rush was already tired. I think the snap count was like 32-10 to 10 in favor of Arizona early on. So it's hard to cover when your linemen are gassed, and they, I thought that they were already sucking wind early. And that's it just brings it back to the 49ers have to play from the high ground defensively. Yeah. And that makes everybody better, right? That makes Sherman better because he's not having to cover Christian Kirk on, on all those double and triple moves. So, Yeah, and I, yeah. I tell you, this is going to be a rivalry. I think it's this is going to be a big matchup because, like you said, it's always going to be up-tempo. It's going to be fast-break football. It's going to be Kyler Murray running around in the backfield. And all they need is a couple pieces on defense, and this becomes a pretty good football team. Yeah, I mean, they could be facing Kyler Murray for the next 15 years. Mm-hmm. Well, this will be the last matchup this year, though, because obviously Arizona (laughs) um, is not going to be headed to the playoffs. With the 49ers, they have their first winning season since Jim Harbaugh was around in 2013. 9-1 for the 49ers. We look forward to more epic matchups between Shanahan and Cliff Kingsbury, but uh, we just got the prelude the past couple weeks. Two of the past three games have been fun. 49ers-Cardinals, we'll put that on the shelf for 2020. And now we'll uh, move forward into next week. Niners, Packers, and then, you know, that's the, this is the start of the really crazy stretch. Packers, Ravens, Saints. These next three weeks, we find out a lot about this San Francisco 49ers football team, and, and I'm pretty pumped up about it. They play all first-place teams from the next three weeks, right? Yeah. Am this I right? Is, I mean, if – you know, up to now the schedule hasn't been overly difficult, but by the time this is all said and done, if they you know, make the playoffs, they'll be – they'll – Get to say they're battle hardened. And, you know, you look at the schedule. So playoffs almost start uh, now for this team. Yeah, they're playing playoff teams right now. Yeah, and next week will feel like a playoff. And Seattle's gonna. Game. Seattle doesn't have the hardest schedule from here on out. So the pressure is on. The, the schedule looks easier for the Seahawks, even though the 49ers are ahead. So for Dennis Brown and Matt Barrows, this is David Lombardi. Here's the catch signing off after a 36-26 49ers win.